When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the Give Them Lala podcast. I'm somewhat freaking the fuck out. <laughs> I'm, yes, you know. You know. <laughs> the signature giggle, laugh, voice, all the things that just like made all of us fall in love with you. I have Bryn Whitfield from Real Housewives of New York. I was telling you, Bryn, I am very, very picky about who I have come on the podcast. Yeah. I have the team sending me people all the live long day. I'm like, I'm sure they're interesting to a lot of people, not to me. <laughs> I've had one guest since we've done YouTube, which by the way, we just hit 10,000 10, followers on YouTube. Not bad. Hey. Not bad. News not to bad. Me. I've had one person, I've had Stassi. So you're my second guest, and I'm oh honored to have you. Oh, boo-boo. I'm so, I'm so thankful to be here. It's like she's like the cool chick in high school, like the kind of scary one that you want. <laughs> you desperately want her to like you. Like, that's you. Like, I'm, I'm the one that's honored. Like, that's so crazy because that was not the actual reality. Really? Of me in high school. No. You seem like you would have been like the Regina George, like the most popular, the most mm. beautiful, but kind of intimidating, scary, scary. Like, girls wanted you to punch them in the face. You know? <laughs> Not at all. No? I was actually the theater geek who was like getting finger banged by the head of the football team. <laughs> <laughs> okay. More. <laughs> More. And that's about it. it. That's as, that's as, uh, as cool as I got. Was oh like, god. oh my god. It, it was a finger. Yeah, uh, so yeah, finger banging. That's also the best. I was just having a conversation with this last week. That's like the best, most underrated. If they're good at it, it's the best, right? So uh, do they have to be good at finger banging? I think finger banging is one that you don't, you don't actually need to even like be a specialist. No, it's just I like, like bang, 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 bang. It's just, it's just like in, in. The, No, you don't no. have to be good. You just shove. It's I've, not. Go ahead. No, you go I was ahead. Gonna say, it's not the same as a hand job. Where like a hand job, I feel like it's about how they like to do it, And there's like a thing and there's Thank stuff you. and See? whatever. Finger banging, I think, is just more like how quantity over quality. It's like really. I oh, I totally yeah. disagree because that could hurt. If I'm fingered aggressively, done. I'm passing out. So I'm like, there is there is a if, re- yeah, if you're doing a yeah. good finger, it's like clitoris. They're yeah. getting around. <laughs> I like how you say that. Clitoris. <laughs> Can I get it in a sentence? Can you give me the root of the word? Clitoris. C L. You say it so cute. But that's good to know. So you're just you're not you're not picky with the fingers. I'm not picky with the fingers. I mean, okay, it's it's more so like I just love the effect you can do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, so that's fun. The, the table. Yeah. That's the hottest thing. I once dated a guy in Venice. He was crazy. Like Venice um, Beach or like actual cool no, Venice? No, like Venice, nice Venice. There we go. <laughs> Expensive Venice. <laughs> and I remember I had on these like this cute Mar Hoffman like jumpsuit. He's like, hang on one second. He goes down to his garage, comes back up with these scissors. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I knew he was really intense, but I didn't get it. Pulled out the pockets. And I think cut the pockets out of my jumpsuit. And I was like, this is Mar Hoffman sample sale. Like, this can't be created. And he's like, no, it's so I can finger you a brunch. Which no did at the, Ro- at the Rose restaurant in Venice. And I was like, that. I felt I'm I'm still in love with that guy. <laughs> I did. I texted him this weekend. I'm like, hey, I'm in town. You know, and he's like, 
nice, nice to hear from you. Hope I got the hope you're doing well text. Oh, like I'm married with four kids now, babe. It, it, the vibe, like he's dating someone. He's like, mm. hey, thanks. Thanks for the invite. Can't do it. I hope you're doing well. By the way, give it a few months. They all start creeping at some point. I don't want to be the person they're creeping with, but like they all start to yeah. stray. Don't all right? they? Don't Where they? he's going to be hitting you up and you're going to be like, I'm good. I yeah. saw you on Instagram. Hey, the second that you like, even like energetically or anything, you move on. I mean, they all just come in. Yeah, what? They can sense when you're happy. Yeah, what is that? And then they want to ruin your life. (laughs) (laughs) And then they do because then you catch me in my closet in the dark with my vibrator. (laughs) Oh my god! Wait, have you have you used your vibrator in secret? Oh, like with when you're with someone and halfway with someone. I cannot creep around. Yeah. So when I would see that dudes were sliding in the DM and I knew I couldn't respond, it was so sexually frustrating that it's like. Oh, and then the, when the ring cameras went in, it was like, now I'm really fucked. Where am I supposed to do this? Ring cameras earned it for all of us. They, they really did, can't even right? masturbate in the privacy of my own closet. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. I mean, okay, so I have a couple episodes ago, you spoke about swallowing and you were like, all you have to do is like gag on the dick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So BJ's. I was the BJs. Yeah. So. I was talking to my mom and my best friend. Where is this going? I want to know. I want to know your thoughts. Yes. Okay. So my friend asked my mom, were were you, are you a swallower? And my mom was like, no, I never swallowed. My friends told me that cum has way too many calories. No. Do you know anything about this? She's fit. She cares about her fit. <laughs> Does like she it. though? Because I'm like, I'm on keto, sweetie. I can't. No, no, no. I need the. No, I don't think it has calories. And sodium, think, right? Maybe a lot of sodium. I do. So here's the thing. I really saw That's how I know that I like someone. Is if you swallow it? Yeah. 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 I mean, I mm. used to be a freaking gangster. Really? I used to like. Give the BJ, swallow, and then grab the bottle of vodka because naturally they would have that near my bed at this point in time and chase it with like bottom shelf vodka. Oh my God. Yeah. That's hardcore. I used to be a bag of fun. Now someone puts that thing near my face and I'm like, I kiss my child with this mouth. Get it the (laughs) fuck away from me. I had a I had a guy friend who told me we were telling like or sharing like our stories. He was like, "This is the creepiest thing ever." He's like, "Don't ever do this." He said a girl gave him a blowjob, and she's trying to be really hot. And I guess she like had it in her mouth, and she goes like, "Watch this," and winked, and then no gargled, gargled, it. gargled. yeah, gargled it, and then like, and he was like. He just told it. He was like, no, no one should ever do that. Ever, <laughs> that's ever. disgusting. Right? Like, yeah, that's like a bad porn. Could you imagine on... thinking you have like a party trick and then it's like just <laughs> <No>. falls flat? <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> I think it's also a teeth whitener, though. So if you swish it around a bit. I feel like men made that up. I yeah, don't know men if made that up. Men They're made also that like up. A, cu- a man was like, it cures cancer. Yeah, 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 it cures cancer. Um, it's great for your skin. It'll make yeah, you look so much younger. Skin. Put it on your face. Breast it's milk like... is good for your skin. Breast milk literally I, I heals heard that. Sh- yeah, heal shit. Like mm-hmm. I was like, at a wedding once, yeah. I scraped myself and my friend's like, just put some like and literally the next day it was fine. It literally cures like that's variations and things, and it's great for your skin. And, right. Yeah. Not semen. See, they lie to us. It's they us, not us. them. It's always us curing of course. the world. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it is. And cancer. It's not them. It's not them. No, but that is true with the breast milk because when I was pregnant with Ocean and my skin was freaking out, I would just literally just like squirt a little on yeah. my finger and put it on and it like helped 
a lot. Oh mm. I'm going to see if I can squeeze some out a little later. Like if I have any <laughs> left over because I'm suffering from a breakout. So I I have so many questions Okay, let's for go. You. Let's go. Let's have at it. First of all, I want to know, because we were having this conversation before we started. I want to know what you're driven by. Personally, me? What I'm driven by my life? Yeah. I mean, we just learned that you were a pre-med student. Yeah. My mind cannot even grasp that at all. Like, yeah. you throw me into the wilderness, I'm fucking surviving, yeah. right? Yeah. You throw me into a college, and bitch, I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Will, at this point, or in 2023, I feel like the wilderness would be actually more um, useful. Uh, I, what's... I don't know. I've always just answered to myself. I think that my grandmother raised me, but she wasn't very, she wasn't hands-on. You know, like we've um, turned her, we've canonized her into a saint. I think my brother and sister and I, but she wasn't by any means perfect. She had a lot of shortcomings and staying on top of us or if you had your homework done or anything wasn't in her repertoire. So like she sat down and taught me how to do her signature so that she didn't have to sign papers and permission slips and things like that. Oh, she wow. She couldn't be bothered. So she wouldn't show up to our games. She'd get mad at us if we didn't, you know, hit a home run. Or just, she was very tough on us. So it was more so like I had to kind of like create rules for myself and like what my expectations were, what was, and I I had to do it. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if something inspires me more. So it's just like I just don't want to be lazy. I don't like lazy people. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what drives me. You know, some people are like, I'm driven by the amount of Instagram followers I have. I'm driven Shoot by those money. People. I'm <laughs> those people. Are- yeah. But I think in a way I'm driven by money. I think up until it was like up until I turned 30 and I started my own company. I honestly, if you had asked me, I was like, you know, a junior vice president or whatever. I was in my 20s. And had you asked me, I was always worried that I was still going to work at McDonald's. I literally would go or see McDonald's. Like, I-, I could still end up there. Like it was always chicken little. And it's only taken me the past several years that now I finally don't have that feeling anymore of like, I could be poor. I could, st- I, I might have to go back on welfare. I might have to do something like that. Like that was always in me. So I was scared. But now I don't have that. I can honestly say I don't have that feeling anymore. And now it's like, I've read all those books about manifestation. I've done everyone from like Abraham Hicks to Eckhart Tolle to whatever that, uh, the Tony Robbins guy. Mm-hmm. I've done all that stuff. So now I do believe like you are your thoughts. You create everything. Like, what's for you is going to come to you. Now I subscribe to all that Venice shit. I picked it up when I lived in Venice. Yeah. So now I'm just more like, it's like, I'm scared of nothing. And I've I've had so much fucked up shit happen to me in my life. I was telling someone, I was like, I'm, I'm fucking bulletproof. Like, I'm, I'm unafraid. Like, I'm literally, um, David Goggins says this thing. He's like, when the devil goes to sleep at night, make sure he's looking under the bed for you. And that's how I live. And I'm like, no, no, the devil's scared for me. Because I've like, I've taken, I've dined with the devil. Like, I picked up the tab. I'm, you know, like, yeah. so I'm, like, unafraid. Like, I think that's, like, my superpowers, too. Like, I'm just, like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I, I mean, I do, and I care. I'm not one of these, like, I don't give a fuck, bitches. But I'm, like, there's something in me where, it's like. confidence. It's confidence. But I, I, I can be, a, a, I don't have confidence all the time, you know. Like, I don't know. It's just this thing where, like, I'm not, I think is the, the worst things in life that could have happened to a child or a woman. And, like, there's 10% of my life I've shared on the show to date. Everyone's, like, oh, my God, your story. I'm, I'm not giving other people my full story that's my story and I'm going to share it over time but I've only shared 10% of what's happened in my life I've had the most fucked up shit happen I have chills right now my love I feel like that's why too even like how we've known each other I've always picked up that from you like you've like been through shit too like I don't know I just feel always like you're kind of the same like I don't know I've just felt that connection always to you I can't imagine though 
with what you went through because I had the luxury of growing up, and so did Easton, of two phenomenal parents who loved each other, who there was never any pressure. Whatever we wanted to do in life, we could achieve. And if we didn't go to college, no big deal. If we didn't make a lot of money, no big deal. Like they just wanted to see us happy and healthy, right? Yeah. So we did have that luxury that not everybody has. Yeah. There are things that have obviously happened in my life that have shaped me. And I personally have said, you know, I'm bulletproof. Like, you cannot take me out. If yeah. this didn't take me out, yeah. nothing will. Yeah. And I'm wondering, as we talk about that, is it the experience or does that come with age? I think it's getting both. I read somewhere the answer is always both. For a good question. I like that. I love the gray. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always, I think it's a little bit of both. Definitely with age. I I thought I was, I was confident. I thought I knew everything in my 20s. Now in my 30s, it's just crazy, whether it be life or my own self-confidence or how I'm with men. I'm like, I just, I was so, like, not like, I love, like, the each age I get older, I'm like less dumb and I feel better about myself. And I'm like, oh, this is easier. And shit kind of goes into perspective. But I think it's also, it's not the experience. I think it's just getting through having the experience and then not like dying or failing, you know, or even sometimes when you felt like I'd feel like I wanted to do that. Like I think getting through it and saying, well, like, for example, if it's like a breakup or if it's something, you know, anything or family or death or something. And you're like, you were scared of that thing happening. You're like, Oh, we always say, Oh my God, if a plane goes down with all my family and I won't be able to live. Right. And I've said this too. I love my brother so much. And I remember one time I was talking to him just thinking about, I was like, well, if you and, my sister and grandma, if you guys all died, I, I'd kill myself too. I, I can't live after that. He goes, no, you, you'd be sad for about a year, but then you move on because you have to. And now I feel that way. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm so like on your page. It's so crazy because yeah. as you're talking, I, it's when my dad passed. I, as a child, used to lay in bed and this is not normal for a child. And, and I would be listen. Like, and imagine and imagine how sad you'd be right? yes yeah I did that too yes yeah. and listen to Celine Dion some song about like saying yes. goodbye when your mom dies sobbing yes. I was like an elementary yeah. school student I listened to the boy and I know you're shining down and I would oh, lay in my bed and t- think about my grandmother dying because I loved her so much and, and you're I like how will I function sad. and sometimes I think that it's been two years and look she was 82 and it was fucked up what happened with my family and stuff with her they cremated her against her last wishes and then no that is devastating now she's in a storage unit like a storage yeah they refused to bury her it's fucked up that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing but that's that's my family but like i would i was always so scared my whole life about she's gonna die she's gonna die and i would like premeditate i did with my dog too i was like so sad before it happened and i think sometimes the reason why i'm still like having trouble like you know speaking sometimes about her and like a lot on camera too for some reason the camera's fucked with me and Having to say things on camera, having to say my grandmother's dead, I would start like just bawling, crying. Yeah. It made it real. Mm-hmm. I think in my self-preservation way, I just go about it and I tell my story and I'm a publicist and I can narrate things and I can speak. But then all of a sudden it was like in the confessional, so it's like, so tell us about Mimi. And I would just like start shaking. I was like, get away. Like I, I was like, fuck off. I'm not talking about it. And we had to keep doing confessionals and confessionals. And they would wait the questions at the end. And then finally I'd be like, I'd take like three shots. I'd be like, come on, you go. You have five fucking minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, and it's so crazy because they're all weirded out because it's me for like, t- like, hi guys. I'm like, <laughs> wink. And then I would get out with Abe. And then I was just like, go answer the question. You have five fucking minutes. Like you'd make it, t- I'm they like, see a version of you yeah, that they're not and everyone's, used to. And then, then, then they're like, get her out of here. Like, is it, and then I would just be like dark for two days. Like it was just very, but, um, 
But yeah, but I, I would do the same thing that you did as a kid. And I think that's one of the reasons why I think is like not glorifying it, but what's it called when you keep, you build it up so much in your in your head. Like I'm not saying we're not as sad as we are about parents dying. No, but, but you do find a way to move on. Can I ask you, do you yeah. believe in God or a higher power? Yes. Yeah. I grew up very, very Catholic, but I've dabbled in, I've fallen in love with a lot of different religions. Okay. Um, a little, I've dabbled a little bit of Islam. I've tried to convert three times to Judaism. Wow. Yeah. I love religion. I think it's beautiful. I think everyone's an idiot because we're all actually praying to the same shit. Right. And it's all the same, but then there's like, we're all fighting over it, but it's all the beautiful parts of it. We're all wanting the same thing. I feel the exact same yeah. way. Easton and I grew up in Utah, so religion scares me. Spirituality oh, yeah, yeah. and like the talks of God or a higher power. It felt very forced to right. where it kind of turned me off. Right. But I also think that leaning into that when you actually do experience loss, yeah. instead of it just being something you're imagining, like when this happens, I'm done. Let's yeah. call it a day. It happens. And then for me, God has a very strange way of helping you compartmentalize. And if you I'm not saying everyone is like this, just personally. Yeah. If I can lean into that, there is a way where I can remember, you know, my dad the way he deserves to be remembered yeah. and I can move on with my life, yet still have the most vivid, like I remember every wrinkle. I remember the way his hands yeah, look, the way yeah. his hug feels. Yeah. And I can write only attribute Write it down when it, write it down. When oh you girl, I did. Yeah, yeah. When they come up, little things, keep writing them Any down. Any sayings. Yeah, yeah. All of that the stuff. Little things. Because you start to like, so many memories have come up through the past two years. Little things about her house or her hands or how she would touch something. And I and I was like, why, where, where did this memory come from? And, and I, I don't know where it came from, but I want to, I just, so therefore I don't know where it's going to go. So I want to keep it. So I always write it, write them down now. And I have like this long list of just the things she used to do, how she used to snore, how she used to lay. Yeah. All these little things. Yeah. I love that you do that. You're, I love that you call your grandma Mimi because yeah. that was our grandma. Her name was Mimi. Mm -hmm. and really? Yes. And oh, my God. It's so cute. And just when you talk about her, and I know what you mean, where you're like, I know that this person wasn't perfect, but she was my Mimi, you know, and she took yeah. over in yeah. a time that was like, you were a little baby. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Let's talk about this part. When yeah. she said... You go to medical school to marry a doctor. Oh, First yeah. of all, who's getting into medical school to where they <laughs> would even have the option yeah, to marry right? a doctor yeah. that way? <laughs> Seriously. No, I remember I wanted to be a doctor my entire life. I just studied as a child nonstop anatomy, physiology. I would watch cardi I would watch like cardiac surgeries. Like I don't know how I got my hands on videos. I had a little white robe that said Dr. Brin on it. I would do every book report in school about Dr. Christian Bernard. He was a South African doctor who did the first human heart transplant. Uh, Dr. Ben Carson, I loved him. I'm not, you know, politically now later on in life, but I loved him. He did the first brain transplant. I was obsessed with becoming You're a doctor. You're fucking smart, dude. Yeah, I love listening yeah. to you. I, I, <laughs> I, was, I was obsessed with being a doctor. I go to Purdue, and I went to Purdue because it's a good science school. It's like one of the top engineering schools. Mm -hmm. so I'm like, oh, I'm going to learn. I fucked myself over because I was competing with people who are now working at, like, SpaceX and they're rocket scientists. Yeah. I'm smart, <laughs> but I'm not, like, fucked up, like, it took me, I had to study for the sciences and those things. I was I was a mathlete when I was in elementary school. I loved math. I can't even add now. But I but I, I wasn't as good at, at science. I got really in my head. I was with a very unsupportive boyfriend who basically was like, yeah, I don't think you can do it either. What? Yeah, yeah, he was the worst. And yeah, and then I remember I called my grandma and she was like, 
oh, honey, she's like, it's okay. You don't go to, you know, just go to marry a doctor. Like her biggest thing for me would be to this day, I, I would think like if I married a doctor, because in her generation, that was like how you made it as a woman, you know, like. Like marry the doctor, marry the lawyer. Marry the doctor, the lawyer. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, he's a lawyer. He's a doctor. Like it was a very, you know. But I'm, now I'm like, Grandma, come on. Like he's, he IPO'd his last company. A doctor. Just get a doctor. <laughs> what would she think about you doing reality TV? She would love it. And it's I'm, I'm going to get choked up. She would absolutely love it. So another thing that wasn't maybe the best. She didn't like, Mimi wasn't a cultural, like she didn't, she didn't like to leave her house a lot. She sat in front of a TV, right? A lot. Many hours per day to the point where like, you know, she's one of those types. She'd fall asleep in her lazy boy recliner. And if you tried to move the remote or turn the TV off, she'd be like, She'd wake up out of, out of her, you know, no, no, don't touch, don't shut it off. Just nonstop that TV was going on and on. So she was obsessed with television. And one of the reasons why I did this show is because I was like, if there's fucking heaven and if there's a fucking TV in heaven, then she can watch it. Because, like, there's one thing, like, not being the president of the United States, nothing. Like, being on TV, she would have understood that. Like, she loved TV. Too much, probably. <laughs> Too weird. Much. Yeah, she did. You know, we she all do. relate here. It was yeah. the whole kitchen <laughs> Midwest. It was like she just sat in front of the TV all day long, and it was like the Today Show, then this, then that, and then, and then the five the five p.m. news, and then Oprah, and then the six p.m. news, and da-da, everybody loves Raymond, then the ten p.m. news, and then I love Lucy and all the sick. And it was just the TV was on nonstop. Yeah. up, and we couldn't walk in front of the TV. You couldn't do anything from the TV. So TV, she understood. That so she would a hundred percent understand and she'd be so happy. She'd that makes happy. my my heart and soul so warm for you. <laughs> Agreed. And we're all so grateful that you decided to do it. So I have two game changers to share with you when it comes to upping your glam game. I am totally obsessed with Impress No Glue Mannies and Impress Press On False Eyelashes because I'm very into just easy right now. And anyone can do it. You are going to love them just as much as I do. Both require zero glue. So there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes. There's also no annoying dry time. And the best part, zero mess. One step and you're done. The lash style options are endless. And there are so many on-trend nails to choose from. Impress, no glue manis, and press on falsies are the easiest and fastest way to upgrade your look in just minutes. The press-on falsies have a unique underlash application for a totally seamless look and are made with an exclusive self-stick technology that keeps them secure for up to 24 hours. The Impress Mannies have a patented super hold adhesive for up to 7 days secure hold, and that's perfect for all of you busy mamas out there who don't have a lot of time to spend on glam but want to look your best. I completely get it. Impress No Glue Mannies and Impress No Glue Press-On Falsies are absolutely a beauty must. You need to try them right now, so get yours today at impressbeauty.com slash lala and use code lala at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. That's impressbeauty.com slash lala and use code lala at checkout for 25% off. Have you done your Mother's Day shopping yet? Friendly reminder, use Rakuten. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while you shop. And this week, May 6th through May 13th, Rakuten is having their biggest cashback event of the entire year. You get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores. I'm talking Adidas, Splendid, Ray-Ban, Elf Cosmetics, Dermastore, Lego, Stanley, and even Dyson. New Dyson vacuum for me and the new house. Yes, I am treating myself and enjoying some serious cash back. I love seeing those Rakuten cash back deposits in my PayPal account. 
Rakuten will also send you a check if you don't have PayPal. So join the 15 million members, including me, who are already saving with Rakuten. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of the 15% cashback. You will not see higher cashback rates than these. So go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. So speaking of like the dating and marrying of the doctor, are you dating anybody right now? I'm dating no one. How do we feel about that? I'm okay with it. Okay, actually, I'm great with it. The only issue is I want to have a baby. And unfortunately, I need a, a balls with sperm and stuff in it. So and I need to <laughs> I need and, and I don't I'm not at the point yet mentally where I I've seen with my friends. I have a couple friends who are single moms and I see how hard it is. Mm-hmm. And I think. I know me and I know how I get about like when I had a dog and like even going to the vet, I wanted that person, whoever I was dating there with me to take care of the dog when I was upset. I'm not comparing dogs to babies, but I, I think I, that's a I totally a fair. I want a partner. Everyone's like, yeah, but what if you just like, you know, what if you do really, really well with work or something, make a bunch of money, you can just have nannies and stuff. I'm like, no, I think I want someone for once in my life. I want to be able to be like the weak, not the weak one, but I want to be like, I don't want to do it on my own. I've done everything right. on my fucking own. And I just, if I'm going to have a kid, which is going it's the thing I'm going to take most seriously in life. Like, I'm going to have a kid and it's going to have, like, the best childhood. I'm going to be the best mother. Everything that I didn't get, I'm going to give it to them. And so I want it to be perfect. And in my mind, in my old school mind, it's like I do want that person there. I, I want to be able to lean on them. I want mommy and daddy in bed. And I want them to, like, jump in bed with us. It's me, And maybe it's irrational or it's not re- realistic and I won't get it. But I think I'm still at the point where, like, I'd rather not have it than not have it the way that I want it, you know? I have this conversation with my friend Katie all the time, and she craves having a family over having children. Oh, I never thought so that So she that said, if I don't have a partner, then yeah. I don't need kids. I want a partner to create oh a family God. with. That, I'm like someone articulated my, how I feel. I couldn't put it. That's it. I want a family, not, kid, not okay. necessarily kids. Yeah. Totally. And I, I, yeah, okay, that's it. That's what you want. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I obviously felt that way before I had Ocean, right? And now the universe and God uh, worked in tandem to put me in a different place than I expected myself to be in. Yeah. And now I just crave having children. But I also have the luxury of my mom picking up her life and moving to L.A. to help me with with my daughter. Oh, that's so nice. You know, so in a way, I can't... I feel badly calling myself a single mom or even trying to relate to actual single single mothers because I have such a gang of support that I'm yeah. like true like single parents, single mamas. Yeah. Like those are superheroes. I that's, can't even you, imagine. You're, you're a superhero though too. Don't cut yourself. I mean like you I that's amazing. The fact that you can even like think of stuff like that is like speaks to your character. That's incredible to be able to say like I you are technically legally or like objectively by the state of California single mother, right? Right. So, but that's incredible for you to say. I'm not going to even claim that because I know I'm so blessed because I have people around me helping and I have community and I have my own mother and I have. Of course. That's incredible for you to say that. Like, Well, I think it's important when you think, and I think that's what my mom taught me is like when you think you got it bad 
girl, there's people who have it worse and Same. they're picking up and moving on and Same. living life. Yeah. So yeah. figure it out. You can always find someone. That's what my grandma used to say. You can always find someone who's got it worse than you. Like, yeah. And that's the, yeah, that's the truth. When you go out to like find a dude, do yeah. they have to be in a certain tax bracket? Do they have to be rich? They don't have to be, but okay. I much, very much prefer it. I have always been unapologetic about like this, it, it blows my mind. Okay, I grew up poor. Why would I want to be? I've, you know, people say like, oh, you know, you can't, money can't buy you happiness. Yes, it fucking can. I fully disagree. <laughs> Every time people have said that, I'm like, yes, I fully disagree. Yes, it can. Mind you, it can't buy you certain, th- like it can't, but it can buy you, you know, ac- vacations, therapists, spa, you know, whatever, everything that you need, help, nannies, whatever, to take the burden off. Like, can it literally just buy you straight up happiness like it's a vending machine? Of course not, but nothing can. But I've been I've been poor and I've been rich and let me tell you it's way better being rich. I think it's like people just they we want it someone wants to keep someone people stupid and keep them down and keep them small. No. So I don't have any and I'm realistic. Like I know how much children cost. I know how much when I had my dog, how much that costs. I know how much children cost and private school tuition. Again, the way that I want to dance lessons, gymnastics, of that course. shit costs money. All the shit I, and I know how much because I didn't get to do any of it, mm-hmm. you know? So right. and I was told the reasons why and the exact money costs. And I <laughs> sat there and I did my little math and I did, so I know exactly how much the, everything costs. So I, I, again, I want the family. So I've always been very unapologetic about what I'm looking for. Obviously, if someone's amazing and great, that, yeah, it doesn't matter. But I, I, a lot of the times call me crazy, but money is associated with ambition. Now, if you're a trust fund kid, that's different. But, you know, in order to make money, keep money, grow money, to me, that shows a proof of concept like intelligence and ambition and drive. And it's like that little Kim song, like ambition makes me so horny. I love ambitious men. Like I love like powerful, strong, smart, ambitious men. They're hard to, they're hard to come by. They're hard to come by in L.A., and that's one of the reasons why I moved. Really? Tell yeah, me more. Yeah, Tell me yeah. more. I lived in L.A., and I went bounced back and forth after college between L.A. and New York for jobs. And pre-COVID, six months before, I was living in Beverly Hills, and I was engaged to Gideon. Then I moved to my own place in uh, in Beverly Hills. Then I moved to Venice. And after two years in Venice, I was like, I have so many hundreds of friends, but I feel lonely. Because L.A. can be a lonely place if you don't have, like, you're driving in your car a lot. You don't. It takes like three months to make plans with friends. And if it rains, everybody cancels. If there's no valet, everybody cancels. Totally. Valet, I, I cannot parallel. Yeah, park I, for my shit. fucking friend lived like. <laughs> yeah. It's the first question. She's Do rough. they have valet? She's yeah. rough. Yeah. But yeah, I le- I was like, I I don't have a lot. I didn't. I have so many friends, but I went see them, and then and then I would just go on these dates, and then I even turned into the person I didn't like. I be- I turned into a flake, like. Everyone, it's, it is very, I will say this, it is very different dating in New York and it is better. LA is, we're a lot of flakes here and everyone's like writing or doing something or finding themselves. You can date someone for several months and, you know, like I, I met a guy's parents when I was practically like living at his place. And, I, and then I was like, yeah, well, you know, this is my boyfriend. He's like, whoa. I was like, are you fucking kidding? Like your mom just texted me this morning. Right. Like. What, you know, and then I did the same thing to someone and I was like, whoa, whoa, now I'm turning into the thing that I hate because it's so easy here and everyone's hot and everyone has like a cool car. It's just, yeah. But in, in New York, everyone's dating with more of a purpose where there's kind of like the expectation of this is how it goes. Or if we move in together, there's an expectation. Every, there's more accountability there. It's a totally different dating scene. I much prefer New York. Wait, do I need to like pack up my life and move? I'm telling you, it's like, so I, I say New York and L.A., New York is like the chick you marry. She's like ride or die. She's classy. It's amazing. And LA is your side chick. It's like you tend to. I don't want to be a side chick. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like it's more like it's more temporary. It's more fun. 
it's more like you, you look better here. It's like, you know, it's exciting. It's whatever. It, but L.A. is more like people. It's just a different mentality. You settle down. If you really want to find a man, you go to London. It's like fucking fishing in a stacked pond over there. Wait, the really? ratio of dudes to women. I don't see women there. You don't see them. We're like 30s. In, in London, like literally, <laughs> I'm yeah. packing up There's, my kid and, they're all and wearing finding suits. her a they stepdad cool in accents. London. They're super chill. They almost all like English dudes and like UK dudes. They kind of vibe like black dudes, or they're just like real cool. Done. Yeah, that's yeah. all I had to say. Done. Yeah, yeah. They're always like, you know, they're like, girl, you crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of how UKs, but they're like, girl, you crazy. Like, you know, her, <laughs> like, that was a bad British accent. But they're chill as fuck. Like they're chill. They're like they think they. They just drink pints and like they're cool and they're pretty hot. The accent's cute. And they all like real jobs and they wear suits. That's super hot. Yeah. Is, we should go to London. Where did you meet Gideon? Gideon and I met in New York. Okay. And he, he lives there? Yeah. He uh, he did live there when we met. And then he moved to LA and then I moved to LA with him. But then we broke up. I lived in Venice and then I've moved back to New York since. But he lives in LA now. See, I feel like for you. I'm going to set you up with Gideon. Oh, oh that would be really bad. I Why? think I think I'll, I would be a little too much for Gideon. Here's the thing. No, no, no. If Gideon, if Gideon was good for me, Gideon would be yeah, would be perfect for you then, because we're no, kind of the same, you know. But you're like pulled together and like sexy and fun, but like use big words and like <laughs> pre med student. <laughs> oh and I'm like, listen, I went to Slick Salt Lake Community College. Most of the time, I'm just in a hoodie. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> No, you know? he's good with, you have to, I've learned, he's very good with his mother, whom I adore. Um, you have to find a guy that's good with their mother. That's one of the first questions I ask on dates, too. What's your relationship like with your mother? Obviously, there's situations like me, like I would hope no one would hold my mother, biological mother's situation against me. But um, for the most part, you can tell with a guy if he's like, yeah, I like her. Like, she she drives me nuts, but I love her. And I always answer her phone calls. I'm like, if he's good with his mom. I'm going to need him to say I don't fuck with my mom at all. Because there can't be two moms involved. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I got my own main bitch. Oh, my own yeah. main mama. So I'm going to yeah. need you to not fuck with your mom that much. Because my mom's going to be, like, living with the us. One that's and- do you think the do you think you can maybe ever find someone who had that? Would you be open if they're like if their mom was cool? What if you could have like two? And what if your mom then could have like a grandma friend? No. By the way, if I find a dude who loves his mama and our moms love each other and we can punt them into like the uh, pool house or yeah, something, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. <laughs> they can live together, yeah, and then we can have like the big house, yeah. Oh, I'd love it. Yeah, you're yeah. Because my whole thing is, I want to have like a compound, and yeah. I want Easton. And, like, the gays to move in. Yeah, and then, like, yeah. my dude who has a cool mom and, like, maybe his family want to yeah. move in. Like, yeah. come one, come all. Oh, Let's just, sweet. like, create a pot of orcas. Yeah. And just thrive. I have a couple crazy wealthy girlfriends in New York. And they're like, should we just, like, buy Hamptons compound and we all live there together and then we all have babies together and raise them together? Because I've we're reading Where articles. is this group of women? And like, <laughs> Where do I find and them? And I'm like, you come hang out with us. But they're and like they're like kind of honestly thinking about it. Like one of them's like, well, my parents will just like give us one of their houses, and then we're like, should we all as women just? Could you imagine five women? Then we all raise our kids together. In a little, it would be, Brent, it, it's my dream. It would be it would be nice because whenever we're together with the kids, we all naturally like, you know, like oh, like the kids cry, and then I pick them up, then I feed them, and then we pass. It just happens organically. That's like biological too. Yes. That used to be. That yeah. used to be how it was. Way, of course, way, way, way when there were like nomads, but it was tribal. Yes. All the women women took care of 
each other's babies. Yeah, they like breastfed other people. They kids. had babies at you, the same time. Do you know yeah. that even though if you haven't breastfed, if there is an infant in here and you put it on the floor, okay, and it's crying and it just laid there, even though I, for example, have never breastfed before, within eight to nine hours, I'll start lactating. Stop. Because the baby gives off a pheromone, it's in distress, and if your body can do it, it will start doing it. We're animals. It's in, it's incredible. That's beautiful. Is it? Shows wow. again. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. Maybe, but who's tested this though? I read it. But like, who's tested that? Like, let's put your baby in the middle of the floor to, and like cries and to see if my nipples hurt. <laughs> but you know, comes out of them. Like, well, but I believe it. No, I believe it too. And yeah. also, because I did, I had the luxury of breastfeeding as well. I've had a lot of luxuries in life. Oh, I love that um, you recognize, you see these things that most people say, oh, God, I breastfed ahead. And you're like, no, you had the luxury. You're very grateful. That's a good thing. Thank you, B. Yeah. Sobriety brought that to me. Nice. Um, no, but like it was, that's, that's a thing where people will ask you, like throwback women, like a different generation yeah. of like, are you going to breastfeed? And oh, yeah. us, because we're woke. It's like, yeah. well, I hope. Yeah. Because you don't just, it doesn't just happen for every mama. Yeah. I have been very transparent with you guys about my hair struggles between the pregnancy hormones and bleaching it all the time. I have been having some serious hair issues. And now with baby number two on the way, I'm already being proactive about my hair thanks to Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And I am definitely one of those people. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the root causes of thinning, which are stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism. You can take the Nutrafol hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Because I know we are all different and we're on different hair journeys. Nutrafol makes building a hair growth routine super easy. Purchase online, no prescription required. You get free shipping and automatic deliveries so that you never miss a day. And you'll see results in three to six months. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering Give Them Lala listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code LALA. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LALA. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LALA. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. So obviously for me, when you guys stepped onto the scene, right? Yeah. I'm going to take a Roni turn. Yeah. I was a little nervous because I had watched the OGs on my TV for so long, gone back to Peacock or Hulu when when Housewives was on Hulu yeah. and watched the most throwback episodes. So like the OG cast was in, I think everyone's mind. I'll just speak for myself right yeah. now. And I was like a whole new cast. Yeah. I don't know about this. In fact, I actively told myself I can't cheat on my OGs. Oh, yeah. And then, obviously, I caved. Yeah. <laughs> like, day of. Day of. I didn't even have to wait. It was like, it's on tonight. I'm watching. And immediately, 
fell in love with actually all of you guys. There yeah. wasn't one person who I was like, this feels forced. Yeah. There were so many natural, like, it, it, for me, it felt like you guys had been on camera for 100 years. Really? Yes. How did it feel for you? It was awkward. It was weird. Um, I mean, I, I got it so, it came to me so haphazardly. I just had wrapped up at a tech company here in, in Culver City. Actually, I was coming back and forth to New York. I was like, okay, I'm in a position where I can take a year off from work for the first time in my life, and I'm just going to, like, travel and chill. The economy was about to tank. So I was like, okay, I'll start looking in spring for a new job. And then, and I was in, I was in south of France and I get this DM from a casting company and it's like, they're like, hey, we're at the Real Housewives of New York. We like to talk to you. And I thought it was like a scam, you know, like a crypto scam or one of those things. I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure. You know, because they like went to my spam because I was on private. I had like 3,000 followers or something. And I was like, what is this? And then there was a couple more messages. And then my friend, Savannah, um, she messaged me. She's like, dumbass. She's from the Delta, but she lives in New York. She's hilarious. She's like, dumbass. They're trying to contact you for the housewives. And I was like, what? Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not some, like, rich Mrs. Bloomberg or something, you know, that's, like, bored. Like, I, what, what do they want with me? So I did a few interviews. All of mine were Zooms. I did three. Yeah, no, it was like two, two or three, no, three zooms. I did did you have to dress up in a gown in one of them? No, no, no. But they did say like, oh, can you just like set up the camera so we can like kind of see some of your apartment? But I've obviously watched, so I was like, oh, I got this, and I have like a decor and whatever. So I like put the thing, and like I'm in marketing. I was like, I'll just make it look. This will be funny. But each time, I didn't think I did it because I was like, oh, this is gonna be very funny to tell people like, oh, do you know that I interviewed Housewives? And like, here's how it went down, you know. And I thought that I'd meet Andy, but I didn't even interview with Andy. Um, everyone else had to. I didn't. And, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't even go into 30 Rock. It was all of you. I give good Zoom. Do you? Yeah. That's rare. Not many people do. <laughs> the moment I see Zoom, I'm like, you got to get me in the room. <laughs> I do my best work in the room. Well, I just got drunk before each one. I was like, this is funny. I got drunk. And each time I get on the Zoom, I'm like, I'm drunk. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, good. And I remember at one point, too, they were asking me, so what do guys like dating? And they're like, what do guys like tell you? Is there any sort of like theme you always seem? I was like, I don't know. This summer, every guy that I meet is always like, you know, you remind me a lot of Alexis from Schitt's Creek. Because my stories are always like, well, one time I was on a boat with Leo and then we were like smoking cigarettes and he told me I was pretty. You know, like <laughs> I have the most random, like, and then I got kidnapped by the North Korean army. Like I have like random, I have the, I have the crazy shit that's happening. People think I'm always fucking lying embellishment. I'm like, no, I, I, I loot my stories to make them not sound so crazy and fancy. But there, a lot of men were telling me that I remind them of Alexis. And so they laugh. And then I was like, and I love the song a little bit, Alexis. It's and so I, good. I just, I, I know the routine. I'm a Lamborghini. Yeah, I start doing the routine in my Zoom interview for Housewives. I was like, I'm a Lamborghini on a huge, huge jet. I'm a single, even though I'm not. I was like, just oh. a little bit, la, 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 <laughs> a little bit, Alexis. I did the whole thing. And literally they yeah. were just like, can you start tomorrow? And I was like, <laughs> they didn't say that. They called me, the next, the, no, they called me the next day, though. But I was like, yeah, so sure. Funny. And then I just, I, I thought it for, and I, when I got it, I was like, okay, but I still can't do this. This is crazy. And then you read the contracts, you know, and you're like, because technically you do, it's like a typical video. It's like if someone has to sign a video release form anywhere, if you're filming Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, it's just, it reads intense, even though it actually turns out that it's not. But I'm sitting there at the contract. I'm like, am I really going to do this? Am I going to do this? And I was like, fuck it. Like, who cares? And if it blows up my face, because I love the old women too, not old, but like the, the original, the OGs. Right. One through four, I own on my TV. I still rewatch it all the time. I think it's fucking hilarious. And I just thought, but you know what I kept thinking? I was like, I've worked in this industry for a long time. NBC, the only, you know what? And this still like gives me hope. 
NBC, when you have a company like NBC Universal or Bravo, they're so big, they're not going to fuck up. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I've always felt with working with my large CPGs like Johnson & Johnson and Unilever. You always have the backing of like, is this good? Is it going to work? Or like, they kind of can't, they kind of can't fuck up. I'm sure they all have. And what they touch turns to gold. Yeah. It's just they have yeah. an eye for it and something that like I don't have that gift. I yeah. don't have the gift of being like, this is going to translate yeah. perfect on TV. And then putting people together. And did how? they ask you? Like, do you have any friends? Or did they have, like, the lineup of chicks that they were meeting I with? knew, I knew Jessel, uh, and I knew Sai from working with her, and I knew Uba from seeing her a few times, but I, I knew of Jenna. I didn't know Aaron. And so, no, it's just, like, when they were when they were putting together, it's crazy. As we start, as we're filming, and you, you get so close because you're filming every day, and, I mean, 90% of the stuff that we film, they don't show. But we realize there's so many times, even to this day, we sit back when we're all in a good mood and not fighting with each other. We're like, they're fucking geniuses. Because, like, all the things, like, how we each had lost our mom. Like, when we start filming, I had just lost Mimi, but I was, like, deep in grief. It was, like, 18 months. Sai had lost her mom that summer. Jenna had lost her mom, like, what, three or six weeks before? Mm -hmm. Three weeks before we started filming. Uba, also very close to her mother, had lost her mother 12 years prior. Aaron's relationship with her mother. And then Jessel's mother relationship there is lovely. So it's, like, we all have these maternal mom stories and bonds. But there's, like, 30 things like that that we all share. So like how they, but it all came out like slowly, and it's just they're 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 literally like geniuses. They're, geniuses, yeah, they're geniuses. Yeah, it, and watching you guys, it feels like such an organic fit. And I actually really enjoy, for the most part, when women on the show get together. I'm like, bitches, stop, start like ripping each other's heads off. Like yeah. I'm ready for that to happen now. Yeah, you guys, I actually like when you have those bonding moments. Yeah. I was living for Uba, and I know you guys just filmed the reunion, yeah. so I don't want to get you in trouble. I certainly get in trouble every other day by Bravo, <laughs> so I'm going to watch my mouth as well. How did that I, go? I, get, I like getting in trouble, but then I just tell them, I'm like, yeah, but I like getting spanked. And they're like, oh, Bryn. <laughs> you know, I'm going to start gonna... using that, and they're going to be like, well, we can tell you've been around Bryn. <laughs> and it only works for her, bitch. No, and then they laugh, and they forget that I, they're supposed to yell at me. Um, wait, your question was, what about— Did you—was the reunion— was it intense? I went in there thinking, honestly, leading up to it, I was so nervous. And I was like, I felt like I was going to like a funeral, like a family funeral, like half the family didn't like each other or something. I was really, really nervous going into it, like physically kind of sick. And like I had anxiety the days leading up to it. And again, I had this like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I? I'm a grown ass woman. Why am I signing up to go sit in a fucking dress and in a studio and talk about? I was like, this is like, I'm a sane person. This is dumb. So going into it. Look, I had I was sober the whole time, even the, the entire time. I was like, Who, "Can I please have a drink? Can I please have some mushrooms?" I was like begging. Mushrooms. Yeah. I turned to Andy. I was like, "Can you just microdose me?" He's like, "I can't. I can't do that." And I was like, "Oh come on, just like a little bit, you know, was like, like just a little bit." You know, I'm talking when we're at work. But, like, you know, but, but they, but it was for me. It was easy. I enjoyed it. At the end of it, too, I start every, every time that after we're done filming, especially on the trips and the crew would laugh, like I would do this thing where I rip off my mic and I just start going, fuck, 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 cockballs, dick, dick, dick. <laughs> and I run around like Kevin from Home Alone. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, and I'm like, you can't get me now. You can't get me now. Fuck, cockballs. Like, you know, because my mic's off. For some reason, they take the mic off. I like, it's like an adrenaline rush, yeah. you know, because I am kind of in the back of my mind. I, I'm aware of it. But um, 
But no, but I had a great time. And I was like, is, was that it? That was it? Did like, everyone else go toes No, up? no. A couple people exited the gift through the gift shop immediately. And then there was like shit going down on the group text. Of, like, oh, you got a group text going? We have a group text. I think people would prefer if we didn't have a group text. Yeah. And the group text has been the past couple weeks. There's been some people have been like, fuck. Like, and it's the group text has never been bad it's yeah. always been like we actually were we band together and we share pictures we first share funny shit um but the group text in the past two weeks has been like fuck you you're a fucking bitch like we because you guys have seen the whole season now we've seen the whole season how and many weeks do we have week. left i think three more three oh no sorry three more of the regular season this is episode 11 there's 14 episodes so we have three three more regular episodes and then two reunion episodes oh my god i cannot wait it's crazy it's crazy but yeah it's been more uh, I, I, look, we all cried. We all cried a lot. We did yell, but again, I was pretty like I I got a lot of apologies. Really? Yeah, people being like we over. I think now people when they know me and they know that actually I'm I'm, I'm harmless and I'm silly. Like they now everyone enjoys me and loves me for for exactly what I am, um, and they get me now. But right. I think during last year they didn't. They were like. Who is like, what is this bitch doing? And not understanding that 99% of the shit that comes out of my mouth I'm is just a joke. I'm I I speak in innuendos. Like a vanity fair artist, she apparently speaks, she only seems to speak in innuendos. Like I speak in innuendos or you know, I just in metaphors and analogies and like and I think so me, I just had a I had a good old time and a lot of time with Andy. I think I asked him a couple times if I if I could like smack him around a bit. <laughs> and he was and like, like absolutely. Maybe. It was just fun. I just, grab my necktie. Yeah, like, I just hard. I just had fun. But like, I think a couple of the gals, yeah, they definitely they definitely didn't. So it was tough for some people. Uba hitting a hundred in Anguilla. What did you think about it? Well, I'd be pissed if someone took my phone because I get super annoyed by things like that. Yeah, yeah. The fact that Aaron, my natural reaction is not to get physical, right? That's, That's not how my, I was raised too. I was raised to use your words. Your words. You like, use your words. I can cut deep as a knife. Me too. Same. Yeah. However, if someone snatched something off of my face, I think I would see red and I'd start swinging. Yeah. So I respected Aaron in that regard. But Aaron, and I like her. I like all of you guys yeah. actually. But watching this, it was like... She's. I'm trying don't, to. Like, I think it's like, don't start none. There won't be none. Right. Like, you keep talking shit about everybody yeah, behind yeah. their back. Yeah. Then you're like twisting things around and then you're crying in the corner. No. Yeah. You're a grown ass woman. You yeah. fucked around. Everyone's now spoken. You're a common denominator. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it and yeah. you don't get to cry about it. Yeah. And you, you fuck around and you find out. I feel like with that too, look, do I feel, I keep, I always tell her, like, leave the jokes to me. Like, I'm the prankster, I'm the jokes. Like, I just think that, honestly, I'm still to this day, and it's funny, and just as of this morning, I was on the phone with Uba, we're going still back and forth about this, because she's, every episode that comes out, it's like she rewatches it, she relives it, and she gets all worked up all over again, oh. so there was a lot of text again today, like, you know when the text was so long, it goes to notes? Mm -hmm. That's what oh, it was wait, like. No, oh my no God. I've never like had that. Crazy long. Yeah. Oh, that's like when, yeah. That's like essay. Yeah. yeah, and that's how it went today, too, and like. And it's just, I how I feel about that, okay, so I feel like, I think it was a dumbass joke, and I think it, like, wasn't funny, which to me, that's the most insulting thing, because I like humor. I'm like, that just, that's not funny. What what was the joke? No, the joke was, I'm going to steal your phone as a prank. That's yeah. not a prank. A prank is, like, I, like, 
bought a goat and tied it upside my ha- friend's house in the Hamptons. That's a prank. Because <laughs> you can't get rid of a, a, a goat in the Hamptons. You know, it's really hard. They're like, yeah, the animal control is like, why is there a goat here? You know, and you're like, how did it get behind your gates? You know, and then they, they get in trouble. So that's a funny, that, that's a prank. <laughs> Taking somebody's prank. phone is not like a prank and then. It's and, just annoying. Yeah, yeah, it's annoying. I think if she had done it to me, I'd be like, dude, you're fucking lame. Like, don't fucking do that again. I'd be irritated with her. I don't think I would go again this so that I was like with Aaron then and I and I experienced this so this is literally how I'm going first I was like okay Aaron you're being fucking dumb and I sided with Uba and then you know and then but then when Uba grabbed the glasses that's when I started to get like because again I was raised you don't get physical and then personally too we're all like New Yorkers so it's like that's called personal property like okay I'm just gonna call my lawyer then we can figure it out that way like we're very Yeah, like that's technically like we get all legal and lo- like legalese and whatever. I'd be oh, I like, would thrive in New York. Yeah, you oh would. my god, you would. Yeah, yes, you would. Anyone. Yeah, every everything. <laughs> yes. Um. So I didn't like that, but then yeah, then Aaron gets really upset, and it's kind of like okay, but then it's just it just went back and forth, and that to experience that, you guys, it was like ten fucking hours of them fighting. Yeah, it was like enough already. Yeah, you said no bullshit. Yeah. Like, are we still talking about this? Yeah, Squash it and, and like move on? I keep I keep and I just kept drinking all day. Like, cause I'm bored and it's like, there's like 1942 sitting there. I'm like, I'm on vacation people, you know? So I just, they just kept going and going and they're just going in circles and like, they do love each other, but I just, I don't know. So at the reunion, Uba did fix, like clarify a couple things. Cause Aaron kept saying it was 45 minutes. She did have her phone for like three or four hours. Yeah. It seemed long. It was a long time. So with the, with the single girl thing, I do relate to Uba in that because it's like, but at the same time, like, but Uba, we're with the crew's incredible. We had security, like, security guards at the thing. We have butlers. We have drivers. Like, if you lose your phone or your diaphragm, like, one of the, the showrunners will go and get you a new run. Like, they protect us like little passenger princesses. Totally. You know? So I didn't, like, feel safe. Like, I actually, like, felt the most safe in that environment. So I don't know about that whole theory of, like, well, I'm single. And I, I've told her a lot of times, like, it's called, like, find my iPhone or like share your location with your family. Like, like there's technical, like there's technology, like solutions where you don't have to literally text your family or send a carrier pigeon to let them know where you are. Right. You know, like just, but I think it's, she likes to check in with family. She's a very, Uba is, I don't like seeing Uba get like that. Cause that's not Uba. Uba out of all of us is she, the she can get, she's actually like the sweetest, but when she gets that mad, you, she's the, I think she she's the most intense housewife probably in the franchise, and I've watched all of them. I relate. She, yeah, she she goes there. She gets to that point, and I think for her, she can't hear you, see you, and people think, oh, it's because of. And she's admitted, and she said it on the show too. Like it's not because of her religion; she doesn't drink. It's because she's like she knows herself. She can't. I was gonna ask you about that. Does she not? Yeah. Is she like that off camera as well, where she doesn't drink? She or doesn't d- drink. No, mm. she doesn't drink. Wow. Yeah. And it's, um, and she has like Uba, when you, have you met her in person? No. She's the most, she walks in, she's like, she's an energy field. She's like, a, a, she's a force. She's larger than life in more ways than one. Yeah. She's just one of those people, like she walks in her, I, I've been in the same room with someone like Cindy Crawford or something. You're just like, oh my God, there's like a beam coming from them or Charlize right. Theron. Like she's like a, she's like a, not an avatar. She's like a, she's like a, like it's alien or something. Right. And like, she just emits like. She knows everyone. You can't go around New York and ask one person. They say Uba. Everyone knows Uba and everyone loves Uba. Really? Oh, wow. my God. More than me, more than anyone, more than Jenna, anyone. Everyone knows Uba. She she gets into any private members club. She's, she, she, she's a freaking her. 
I love watching her. She's funny as shit. Yeah. She's also so incredible to look at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In person, the girls, I keep telling her, I love the Ubaha. So it's, it is delicious. It's like a dip more though, I think, than like a condiment. Oh, I love a dip. Yeah, I yeah. eat it. I, I'm like, put it in a thing. I eat it like hummus with chips. That's how you should eat it. It's not like a little Wait, hot I'm sauce. buying this. It's yeah. so, I'll, I'll, I'll have her send you back. She would Will love you to send you back. I would 100%. Oh, I love free stock. Like it. It's delicious. But I'm like, that's great. I love the hot sauce. Can you make skincare? Her skin, she's fucking photoshopped in real life. Like, she, her skin is just black smooth like she's stupidly beautiful in person and then she has this larger than life personality like when she enters the room she's the most beautiful captive beautiful physically spiritual captivating person she's just one of those types like they don't make them like that you yeah know, she's got this thing about her it's like holy fuck so but the only issue is and then she knows this is that like when she gets activated it's like you can't you can't talk can't, to her. Yeah. We, yeah. we were with the producers because, uh, you know, she was so quiet all season two. And a couple of times, sometimes we'd, the cameras would go and then she'd get a little fiery like that. And I was like, where's this Uba? And she's like, oh, I don't know. You know, I don't want to get too like that. So when we came back from Anguilla and we're standing at the carousel to all get our luggage and I see one of our producers is like not standing by us. She's so over us. She's fucking done with us. <laughs> done. I have a picture of her and she's like standing just staring at the, as the care. I'm like. I'm like, yo, your luggage. And she's like, huh? And and I go up to her, I go, what's wrong? You turned your Uba doll on, now you can't shut her off, can you? Yeah. And she looked at me, she was like, yeah. Because we all were like, come on, where's Uba at? Like, where's Uba at? You know, because we knew she's she's a little bit more vivacious. But that was like, it's rare for her. And I know she doesn't love that about herself. And that's what I talked to her about her today. Because she's like, she has so many people in her family, friends. Even my nieces met her at the premiere and they're obsessed with her. She gave them her phone number. She texts with my nieces. Yeah. She's that person. Like, she's, like, you can't make that shit up, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, she's one of those She types. seems that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's so thoughtful and so kind. And so, therefore, she can get like that. She's usually good about it. And she's, I wouldn't say she's embarrassed, but she's she's upset that that happened, you know? I. But it's human. I was talking this morning. I'm like, dude, it's human. Like. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Actually, yeah. I think it's more relatable. Because who the fuck is, like, unless you're the Dalai Lama, who's, like, happy and nice and whatever every day? Like, I yeah. related to it. Like, I go from, like, I'm chill, let's have the best time. The second someone does something to, like, that doesn't sit right, you cannot talk to me until I tornado through life. You and Uber are exactly like in that regard. And then once I rip your head off, I'm like, didn't that feel so good? (laughs) And they're like, well, you've said the meanest things anyone's ever said to me. And I'm like, I know, but I feel so great now. Like, I like you. Yeah, yeah. And it's a (laughs) mind fuck for people. Uba's digs won't be so deep. Because I've seen your digs, and I can go where you go, where I'm like, I didn't even know that I was studying your I subconscious. Knew I knew that you yeah, could. Yeah, but I, like, all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. I talked to you for five minutes, I undiscovered your childhood fear, and I'm going to rub it in your fu- I'm going to smash <laughs> your face in it. Like, I get, I'm, because cr- I had to protect myself with my words as a kid, so, like, I grew up doing that. Uba's not like that. She doesn't go, they, her thing is she's, she's, she's Tyson or whatever, she goes rounds. She goes oh, 20 rounds. That's a long-ass match. I mean, she can yeah. go round no. after round after round. I tucker myself out. Yeah, yeah. Me too after a while. I'm like, I don't care. I'm just like, fuck it. I don't care. Fuck it. But she, she'll just keep keep going. She's the energizer. But you can't. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. That's wild. Yeah. It's really, really wild to see. You, I love Sai. You, Uba, and I, Jessel, which Jessel, I was kind of like, yeah. I was kind of going back yeah, and yeah, forth yeah. at the very beginning. Yeah, and now I'm like, I, don't sleep on Jessel. I said since day one when we started filming, and I've said this, I called her. I remember I had, there's this long voice note I sent her from London as it's so house, and I was like working, and I was like, I had this genius marketing idea for her and stuff. And I keep telling her, I'm like, you are the star of the show. It is the Jessel show. Jessel's the funniest person on the show. Jessel in real life is, out, she's out of her fucking mind. <laughs> 
she doesn't even know she's on it. I mean, no, my thing, what I say, I'm like, she doesn't know she's on a TV show. Like, I think she doesn't know. She's like, hey, guys, it's just like, let's do lunch. Oh, my God, are you in the net? Oh, my God. She'd come in here and be like, oh, my God, Lala, I love your podcast. Give <laughs> your podcast. Give them Lala. And she will have, like, never listened to your podcast, but she went on your Instagram for, like, five seconds, thinks you're fab, and is like, oh, my God, you know so-and-so. I love them. You know? And she love her. She's so, like, oh, come on. She's just like, Andy, <laughs> like, did you hear what she did this past week with Watch What Happens Live? No, but you took her with you, right? No. Or this, she was on. This bitch, Watch What Happens Live, asked her to be on Wednesday. Right? Okay, okay. She's like, no, I, she's like, no, I can't. I can't, Kyle. I have to do blah, blah, blah. You know, she has some, she can't do it. So then they ask me. And I was like, oh, fine, sure, whatever, I'll do it. So I do it. And I was supposed to be on with some comedian. And then they text me two days before. And they're like, hey, Bryn. And I'm like, what, what are you guys doing? And they're like, actually, we're going to have Tyler... He's hot. Cameron Babeler. Who is that? Yeah, he was on The Bachelor. Oh, okay. and he's um, single, yeah? He's single, yeah. So these fuckers, the Bravo gods are yes. trying to play Cupid over here. So I was like, <laughs> and I, I was like, you fucking devils. I know exactly what you're doing, right? right. So anyhow, so they're like, okay, we're going to have you on. So I I didn't even know. I didn't tell the girls. I'm just like going about my day. And Jessel, I have this slot of text from Jessel. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did you hear who you're with? I can't believe it. Literally, I'm not going to be able to sleep. I think I'm going to throw up right now. My stomach's doing somersaults. And this, she's having a conversation with herself. And I'm just, I'm just watching it. She's like, wait. And then it's like, I see the dots. Should I come? I think I should come. Should I just say that I'm going to come? Do you think they're going to get mad at me? <laughs> Fuck it. I'm going to come. What are you wearing? Call me later. Like this. And I'm just <gasps> like, what just happened? So this bitch tells them she can't come. Finds, makes me take her spot. Finds out it's going to be this hot dude. And then she shows up. She's never on time for shit. And Jessel <sighs> shows up like 30 minutes early. Oh, hi, man. Hi. And she's like. I was Tyler. Like, you know, and then she walks, she's like, I am Jessel. Like, it's just, and then I'm standing, and Andy walk, and Andy and I are standing there. I'm like, what's with, he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, what's wrong with her? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. We're just like, like, really, Jessel? And she doesn't get, she's like, Andy, but like, you know, I just had to like, what? He's like, no, Jessel, you were supposed to be here. You told us you couldn't do it. And she's like, I know, Andy, but like, I just have to. And the accent she's, and the texture of her voice just makes everything okay. Yes, yes. You're like, it's fine. That Talk is to me more. so wild how she like, Goes around everywhere, loves to do dinners and lunches. Like, she lives in this version of New York that I don't know if it even exists anymore. But, like, you know, of, like, the who's who and the luncheons and the things. And, like, she's just, like, let's do a podcast. Like, you know, like, it's just. I'm obsessed with her. And I love that she, like, keeps notes about what everyone's done. Oh, that's the funniest She claims she's deleted them, but, like, she. The, they, Wait, you're telling me she didn't bring them out for reunion time? That's what I thought she was keeping receipts. I wonder okay. if she did that before she started filming a she, show. She told us that, she told us, first of all, the note list, which they didn't include all of it. The note list was absurd. It was hilarious. It was detailed. And I've worked in corporate America, and I'm like, did you have a boss that touched you or something? Because you're really, like, documenting everything, like, the day, the time, exactly what you do, and how it made you feel, and da-da-da, and all the detail. But Jessel claimed it was because, so she, she's like, well, I just want to make sure I, like, I, I'm good in my confessionals, and I, I have that information. And I'm like, bullshit. Like, <laughs> you don't need that, like, you don't need that, you fucking bitch. Yeah. I, that, that, like, it was like. like a, she was writing herself It was a like a dear diary situation. Like, it's, it's like, we're like an 11-year-old <gasps> writing, like, meh, meh, It wasn't like. <laughs> she gives me that vibe, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed yeah. with yeah, it. it wasn't details, like, it wasn't like cliff notes to jog your memory for the meeting of like, oh, I need to hit on these three points, or I need to remember these things, or anything analytical. And I was like, <laughs> scribbles and angry stuff and like it was just it was so but she's so but that's Jessel though she's so 
She's so funny. She's it's so crazy funny. to me that people, because now you've told me that she had very detailed notes. It's crazy that Uba writes so much that it goes in. I'm telling you, more than like a couple sentences, don't send it. I'm not reading it. Don't send oh, yeah. me a voice no, note oh, that's God, more than 15 it. seconds. My yeah. phone's always on notifications. I don't like phones. I think they're like tracking devices. Notifications are always off for me. I can't stand like hit enter and just send me a block. Don't do ding, ding, ding. I that's the worst. That's my biggest. Like text messages were created for if you're in a fucking movie theater or a meeting. Why are we like Charles Call Dickens? Call me yeah. on the phone yeah. so yeah. we can get it done yes. and then hang up and, and call like, it a day. Yeah. And the voice, like I don't, I, my voicemail box has been closed for like forever I always laugh though too. Like you know, then that's how people always know if I like them. If they're like, "Oh, Brynn has a response to my text," I'm like, "But I respond." If you tell me something funny, I respond. Yeah. <laughs> if you tell me like, "Oh my god, I'm leaving this dude's house," I'm like, "Drop everything," and I'm like, "Just waiting," you know. And you can send me paragraphs. But if it's not, if it's like, "Hey, what are we doing next?" And then they correct spell they because they said, "What are you doing?" Three times they misspelled it, and they, and keep, they saying, just keep doing. What are you doing? It? What are you doing? I'm like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> no, that's why when we were texting, because I know how annoying it is. First of all, I know it's annoying texting in general, but then texting someone to do their podcast is even more fucking annoying. Because <laughs> you guys been are there. great, you made it easy. No, you're so fun. But that's why I was like, "Just lock it down, send <laughs> yeah, her in a text." Yeah. It's just like, "Here we are. This is the time." I put it all in one too, because that's my vibe. You separate it by yes. paragraphs, so it's not a whole yeah. block. If but she it's has one someone that wants to deal with it so she yes. doesn't have to like great like, yeah. ding, ding, ding. so before we leave yes i do an ache and relief of the week oh do you want to take a beat to think of yours or do you have your ache and relief ache ready and relief what's a relief the relief is like so for mine let me look my ache is that i went to dc and oh. i was with the humane society international for the Humane Cosmetics Act, which was absolutely beautiful, fantastic. We made a lot of progress. Um, and I'm looking because I'm very excited for publications to pick this up. Doesn't need to have my name attached to it. Yeah. I don't care. I just want the Humane Cosmetics Act to be plastered everywhere. Yeah. And it's not coming through. But this stupid thing that I fucking said on Amazon Live about Raquel and Tom Sandoval was everywhere. Right. And that for me was such an ache. I was yeah. like, this is annoying. Yeah. And I don't know why for just one second. You can write about that stuff, but let's also write about things that matter. Once in as a while. well. Or it's also like if I give you a bunch of stuff that people do, can you at least just do me a like do me a favor like include something that's relevant? Well, why don't you like mix it up? Why don't you mix it up? Like do one set so that they can't break it up. Be like right, exactly like a run on again. Tom Sandoval, <laughs> da 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 work out new information. like just Insert it. Put like it a, into one thing yeah, so that yeah, they yeah. have to so write about have it. they to read it. Like one of those ad libs things when you're a kid or something. That's what I'm going to start <laughs> yeah. doing. I'm going to spill yeah. tea and talk about things I care about all in yeah. one. So that That's was amazing that you went to Capitol Hill. It was absolutely incredible. I was so nervous. I did a congressional briefing. and Are you serious? I literally had a script. And when I got up there, I just like threw it out the window. I was like, we're just going to like speak yeah. from the heart here. Oh and my I, God. In that moment... I was because I was praying to God again, yeah. obviously, and my dad being like, I need you to take over because my mind and my mouth, I can tell are not because yeah. I'm so nervous. And it was just so like I got to enjoy that moment. So often I do things and I'm like, because you were so nervous and treating yes. it like a to do list. Yeah. You now don't look back on that and go, what an incredible experience. Yeah. yeah. And I, 
I or you just kind back. of black out when you're doing it because you're exactly. so nervous and you're like, I did it. Did it go okay? Did I say something stupid or something like that? Right. I always pray and I always say, God, it's that one that um, from Course in, Course in Miracles. God, what would you? Where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom? And I just say that like three times, and then like, and it literally then I'm able to be present, and then my the stuff just comes out of my mouth, and I don't have to like. Oh wow, so that's beautiful. I love. Yeah. Will you text that to me? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's Wait, do you want me? Are you sure you want me to text it to your voice note? Uh, <laughs> no, I want you to text it. I want you to text it. I'm gonna screenshot it. And then my relief of the week, and I'm not trying to be cheesy, but yeah. is having you here on oh the my podcast. Thank you. I've been looking forward to this, so I'm so happy to have you. Thank that's you. That's how our our ache and okay. relief works. Does anyone else have one, or is it just the? Wait, if you want to sure. wait, we usually just go through it quick. Yeah. Do you yeah. have your ache and no, relief, Houston? Yeah, my ache is going to be, uh, and I, I feel like I'm saying the name right, but it's Lee. Lolita? It's the, the dolphin, though. Lee-y. I don't know the dolphin. Are you talking about Miami Sea Yeah, Miami mm-hmm. Dade County. So there's a, a it's dolphin, Lee, L I apostrophe I. Okay. And it's been in this aquarium. It's not even running right now. It's oh. it. So Dade County, they're saying that they have to either rebuild it or destroy it. It's not even open for public, so this dolphin is just swimming in a dirty aquarium. Oh my god! And it has been in there since 1988. Okay, well and we need nobody, to do something about that. Yeah, so that is my ache of the week. So let's all try to do something about oh, that. We're gonna do something about that. And then no, Bryn. I mean, even oh, more beautiful okay. in person. So, can I say? Oh, so yeah, Issa wants no, to know if you'll move into his two-bedroom apartment. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I got Are you ambitious, baby? <laughs> He's very ambitious. I got you. Ambitious. Yeah, I got a Chili's gift card. Let's run it up. Uh, I'm an Olive Garden girl, but I'll do it. Uh, All, right. All right, I guess you can splurge. I'll splurge yeah. a little bit. Don't got the gift card there, though. Yes, Maybe now that you've shouted them out on the podcast, they'll send you one. Yeah. Shout out Olive Garden. Yes. So I can take Bryn somewhere. <laughs> so we're nice. Okay. Yes. So Jess, mine. what's yours? Um, my relief is, love that you're here, Bryn, but yeah. my relief is that the um, writer's strike is over. So I the did w- see that. Is it officially? I thought it was, is it tentative or did they do it? No, it's deal? over. It's uh, over? The, the WGA and oh, the AMPT, AMPTP. Yeah. Um, Came to an agreement yesterday. Good. So that's over. I'm hey. so excited. I'm so thrilled about this. Oh this my great. gosh. I'm so excited. So happy for the writers. That's the relief. And my ache is I went to Ed Sheeran on Saturday. That's not my ache. Ed Sheeran was incredible. So much swag, by the way. Did you guys know? Like Ed that Sheeran, Ed Sheeran has oh. swag? Oh, so he's swag. swag. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he's no. Hot. He's swag. Yeah, yeah. But people, I was on the floor. Throwing elbows like no one's business at an Ed Sheeran concert. It was the most wild thing I've ever experienced. Beer bottles were being thrown. Like, Ed Sheeran. Acoustic (laughs) on loop. Ed Sheeran. And people were like, you could not. Like, if you did a little elbow and try and get ahead of someone, they would throw you back. Oh, my God. It was wild. no. Where is this at again, you said? This was at SoFi. And this was on Saturday. This was on the floor. Yeah. Well, this was, like, on the floor. No, that's, like, paid. SoFi doesn't have GA. It was on the floor. It was like right in front of the stage. Yeah, so people that's were mosh like, pit shit. Yeah. I was mosh pit shit. Well, yeah. I used to do that when I was here. Yeah. It was <laughs> wild. I was not expecting that. It was hilarious, but wild. So anyway, that's my aching oh, relief. That's fun. How about you, Bren? Okay, my relief, well, being here is now like, uh-huh. yes, I would agree. Being here is a huge relief. Thank you. I mean, seriously, thank you. I'm on, I am honored. My other relief would be taking my goddaughter to school. I like, I've been doing the school drop-offs, pick up and drop-off, and I really, really enjoyed that. It's just so cute, and like all the, I love the little school and the kids and their uniforms, and they run. It's so sweet. Um, I actually have my pass, and I have to give it back. Like I have my family pass. 
Oh, oh my gosh, that is so cute. Oh. Do you walk her in? Like, yeah, they let. Um, well, she's she's a little bit older, so like, I don't get to go like all the way into the classroom. But you know, but I'm like, it's like all the other SUVs, and I get out, and I wore these things for pickup. <laughs> I'm like this, you know. I look yes. like you know. I'm like fucking yes. with like my bra showing in the back. I'm like, hi, honey, mommy's here. <laughs> and then I treat her friend, who's my best friend from college, my freshman year college roommate. I'm still friends with her, and I'm the mother now of her goddaughter. But I always like then I treat her like she's the nanny, you know. And I'm like. Can you take the bag? <laughs> that is hysterical, um, and I freaking love this story. <laughs> um, so that's my okay. So that's my what's your relief. My relief. What's my like putting ache, a bee in your bonnet? My ache this week. I really I regret I, that I didn't like really shoot my shot with Tyler. <gasps> we hung out afterwards, but I didn't like hardcore shoot my shot. Because here's the thing: when I actually think like I'm the biggest flirt in the world, and I can be like da 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 da. You know when actually might actually like someone when I start to get a little quiet. Oh, and I don't. Oh yeah, I get very like quiet, and I'm not like. Hey, what's up, big dick? You know, like, <laughs> like, I'm not. When I actually like might like someone, I'm like, oh, hey, like, hey, what's up? Like, hey, dude. Like, I'm like, kind of turn into a tomboy. Yeah. And I get a little shy. Yeah, yeah. That's why didn't you do drinks and dinner? Something that could be loosey goosey. Get a flight. Oh no, okay. we did drink a lot. We drank heavily. You drank after, heavily. Yeah. And yeah, day yeah. drinking is uh, so fun. That's but did you get his it. phone number? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He asked me for my phone number. You so should have cut your pant you, pockets. You're good. You should have cut your pant pockets. No, no, no. You should pant You should do what? I said you should have cut your pant pockets. Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish. <laughs> I'm gonna. I should text him that. Like, hey, do you have scissors? You want to cut my pant pockets? He's gonna be like, he's in construction. Oh, he's about to have a that knife on him. That is so hot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you send him a message. Where does he live? He lives in Florida. He does. He lives in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. That's not a long I think he, he has a place in New York. What okay. a random place to live. Okay, well now he now he knows. Now there he we knows. go. What's his name again? Tyler. Tyler. Tyler is. Slide in Cameron, right? Tyler Cameron. You know, I keep the, I don't, I always call him Cameron. I think his name's Tyler. Though. Tyler. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I, look, I don't care what his name is. <laughs> I don't think he'll care what you call him either. Yeah, right. I love it. I had the best time with you. Thank, thank you, my you love. Thank for you. coming. Um, thank, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Give Them All a podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. I know you did. And I will catch you next week. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.